Have you ever felt like the work you were supposed to love is instead sucking your soul and you aren't making the impact you always dreamed of making? If so, you aren't alone. From broke and underemployed to six figures plus, powered only by daydreams and grit, I realized I was burning out and my values of freedom, purpose, and making an impact were taking the back seat to my wallet. I realized that I needed to build my own field guide to awesome from the inside out. So I gave it all up and I traveled the world to rediscover what was most important to me and create a business that filled my pockets, filled my soul, and allowed me to multiply my impact. But the question is, how will I do it? Join me on my journey and find out as we build our community of experts and share the secrets of success from the inside out. My name is Trina Sarekia, and this is The Field Guide to Awesome. Welcome back to The Field Guide to Awesome, folks. In my last episode, I spoke again with Vince Warnock, an award-winning business and marketing strategist, coach, author, and host of the Chasing the Insights podcast. We talked about the entrepreneur's brain's way of saying that you are exactly where you need to be. If you missed it, make sure to go back and check it out. But don't go yet, folks. My next guest is Willow Sana. Willow has been a self-employed creative for over 20 years. She's a sought-after business coach who empowers visionary entrepreneurs with heart-centered action. And we'll be talking about what you need to do before you can show up powerfully and compassionately for others. Join me in welcoming Willow Sana. Willow, thank you so much for joining me again. We had such an amazing conversation last time, and I'm just thrilled that you're back. And I'm ready to dig in again. There was so much gold in that last conversation. Yeah, me too. I mean, I could, you and I could probably talk all day, but I'm really, really excited to help expand upon that. Anyone who really got some big sparks and things lit up for them, or they were curious, we are going to dive into it and give some juicy details right now. Yeah. So, and listeners, one of the things that we talked about last time was cancel culture, the witch wound, and how it's more important than ever to source within and to speak our truth. And I'd love to jump in and talk about cancel culture first, because cancel culture, it, we see it a lot in politics, but when we look into the business world, we see entrepreneurs, really creative, heart-centered entrepreneurs who are sharing of themselves. I mean, they wouldn't be doing that. I mean, being an entrepreneur is not the easiest job. There are easier ways to make money, but these entrepreneurs, I, if they're anything like you, if they're anything like me, they're here to make an impact. And, and this is the only way that they can see to make the kind of impact that they desire. And so I know from those that I know, and you'll have to tell me if it's the same for you, which I'm pretty sure it is, that they're passionate about what they do. They believe in what they do and they're sharing from their heart and they're sharing their truth. And when they go online, I, and it's sad to say that, that there are some out there who poop on their parade, who, <laughs> who criticize, who cut them down, who try to cancel them because they're not perhaps maybe mainstream or they speak about something that the person who's commenting doesn't understand. How do you see that happening in the world? 
of of social media. Yeah, well, in particular, you hit the nail on the head because one of the things I want to presence here that's at the root of cancel culture is ultimately judgment. Mm. And so often Brene Brown has that beautiful quote about how essentially something about being in the arena, right? And how so often there's people that are throwing the stones and casting the judgment, but they're not even in the arena, right? I'm no expert on cancel culture, but it is, I, I always really presence it as, because the thing is, is that if you are watching and you are watching possibly leader people you know who have been taken down especially I mean we've seen this so much as we've Black Lives Matter that's come Mm -hmm. around and just really being aware of racism amongst and just the entire thing we've seen with race and really acknowledging privilege as a white woman and so lots of white coach white women coaches have been torn down in the last year or two I mean of course white men me too movement right it's just it's across the board that there's a lot of this. So as we're seeing it, we cannot unsee it, right? And these little things are living not only in our nervous system, but also in truly our DNA and our ancestry from a long, long time. That's where we linked it to the the witch wound. So the one piece I want to presence here is recognizing how often judgment comes from this like or cancel culture comes from judgment it's it is absolutely i think a there's a a core value that is being triggered for people when they are wanting to stand up for what's right and i get that i totally get that and there's a point we've seen where it has gone to style. And so it's just presencing that even if you're just witnessing it and you are like, you only have a couple hundred followers on Instagram, or you're just starting your little tiny baby business. These are the things that are all of a sudden making you be like, well, shit, I better not speak up. I better not actually Mm. make waves or that might be me too. And so even though you're miles away from that ever happening, you're still being impacted because already your nervous system is how to, you haven't even gotten to the point of expanding your nervous system to potentially have thousands of followers, let alone tens of thousands of followers. But this happens at every level. There's people also that are at 10 and 20,000 and they're afraid to go bigger. They're afraid to claim we have many layers, right? That we're peeling off. So yeah, but just recognizing and acknowledging that this judgment often is something that I always think about this when I hear somebody who has a lot of judgment or criticism for others is how much criticism and judgment they must have for themselves. Yes. You spoke so many powerful things right in there and I need to unpack some of them. Okay. (laughs) There was so much in there. Okay. So I absolutely love that you talked about energy that you talked about judgment because those things go together. When I talk about energy, energy is the ability to do work and work is the ability to create change. And when you were talking about judgment, judgment limits our view. It reduces the amount of opportunities we see and the amount, the opportunities that we can grasp. The opportunities are always there right out in front of us offering themselves up to us. But if we can't see them, we can't grab them. We're judging other people 
because we also hold ourselves, we are, we're judging ourselves so mm-hmm. harshly and it yeah. just spills out. I mean, ultimately, even on the, some of the work that I do, right, this is the, the villain. The villain wants to point fingers at other people and blame people and make them wrong. Well, we also have villains that point our fingers at ourselves of what's the matter with you? What's wrong with you? You're not doing this right. You don't know what you're doing. Right. And so there's some element and that's where then we get into Mm -hmm. this power dynamic, right? Where the ego feels so satisfied by making someone else wrong because then all of a sudden it somehow makes us feel superior or better. Right. Energy is so interesting in how we judge because we can judge at many different levels. And you were just talking about when we judge other people, how are we judging ourselves the same way? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it's just recognizing that ultimately there's, it's almost like hurt people, hurt people, you know, Yeah. that there's, and, and actually even in this, a lot of what we're seeing is as we're shifting our relationship with power and Mm -hmm. all of this, there's actually elements of which we're raising massive awareness around oppression. So whether it's your voice has been oppressed, you have been oppressed as a, as a race, as a culture, whatever that may be, there is oppression. And I think some of the kinks that we're working out as people are starting to truly like educate themselves, all of us are having to educate ourselves. We're all seeing new things clearer. We're learning as a literally a human race together in this But as we work out those kinks, some of the things that happen is oppressed people oppress people. They, Mm -hmm. it's genuinely, and again, I'm not saying that it's not okay to stand up for our rights and to really care about something that you are willing to like fight for it. Hell yes. Right. It's, I think I just have such compassion for the individual at the core of it. And in particular, those who by proxy are seeing this and having it be any kind of an invitation or a red flag for you to stay quiet or stay small. I'm like, no, 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 no. Wait a second. We need you to actually rise up. So if I can help you find your voice, speak your truth, feel more confident and grounded within yourself so that you can powerfully show up, heck yes. Because then we're all going to benefit from that, right? Yes. Yeah. And it's important to understand that people react from where they are, from their experience. And to have that compassion when it is obvious that they're hurting in some way, that they're angry in some way, and knowing that that anger, that hurt is not yours. You have your own. (laughs) You have your own. But how can you have compassion for them? And when you have compassion for yourself, you know what it feels like. So it starts with you first. That's exactly right. Yeah. The core of all of my work is just this deep self-acceptance, self-compassion, because when you have that for yourself, you're then, yeah, you're not running around blaming other people. You're not going around and judging other people or telling that they're wrong or bad, or just going around and telling yourself that you're wrong or you're bad, or you can't figure this out or whatever those things, all those are limiting. This is, I know your jam too, right? These are all limiting beliefs. And that's genuinely at the core, what 
is driving so much of this, right? What are the, the thoughts and the beliefs and the feelings that are creating this entanglement, right? When our purpose here, the other side and what's possible is being a conscious, clean, clear beacon of truth. And that usually when you're in your own lane and you're just like totally here downloading your message, you're recognizing that it's not for everybody. We cannot be everything for everybody. Mm -hmm. And you're also recognizing it's going to reach the ears and the hearts and the lives of those who need it. And that there's plenty of room. There is plenty of room. People can hear things a million times from a million voices, but the moment that they hear it from you, it'll click for them. All of a sudden, it will be as if they have never heard it before, and especially not in the way that you've shared it. And you'll sparkle. You'll sparkle in their eyes. And so, we're not oh. for everybody. There's so many messengers out there that you, that people don't, they don't like the message, so they won't even listen to it, right? And that's right. the thing I always say to all of my clients. I'm like, there's a lot of business coaches out there but you chose to work with me. There's a resonance here. And there's other people that didn't choose to work with me and they chose to work with somebody that I would never work with, but they chose to work with them. Right. So yeah, I'm not here to be something for everybody. Right. I'm not, I'm not for everyone and that's okay. But those who are right for me, but they'll reach you and find you. They're like, Oh my God, this is exactly what I was looking for. And that's beautiful. And there's, like I said, plenty of space. In fact, I wanted to connect this back to what you were saying earlier about judgment. So often judgment is coming for, and criticism is coming from a place of not enough, of scarcity, right? So when we can be living in that overflow of love and acceptance for ourselves and then others, not to, this is not a Pollyanna unicorns and puppies and everything has to be great spiritual bypassing world, but it's genuinely just recognizing that if we are not so critical of ourselves and others and, and committed to tearing people down, wow, what else could emerge? What else could be possible in our lives? Right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I love that you brought up spiritual bypassing. That is one of the things that is one of my pet peeves where everything is sunshine and roses, the coach is blowing sunshine up your butt and everything is easy if you think it's easy when they're not tying it back to their own experience, when they're not being authentic. Things do get to be easy if you allow them to be easy, but at first they're gonna feel hard and it's going to take work to change how you feel and you have to go in deep and really do that inner work of, of shifting how you feel, because you can say Mm -hmm. money comes to me easily, but if inside, if your gut is feeling like, no, it ain't all I see is lack, but I'm just saying the words, then no money is not going to come to you easily. Well, it's a full mind, body and emotional tie-in. Yeah. And it is the only way is through to really, we have to truly feel it. I always like to say too, that it's, I mean, this is shadow work ultimately, right? Which is that we've got to be willing to face what is not working. And that means even in the, the limiting beliefs piece, I know you and I both work with, it's like, 
we have to first surface and name and see clearly what are the tapes that have been playing? What are the scripts that have been playing that are actually, again, usually oppressing you, keeping mm-hmm. you small, keeping your voice damped, quiet, keeping your light from, from shining too bright, right? So when you can actually recognize what are, because you have unique scripts, yours are unique to you, mine are unique to me. We might have some overlap in some, but it's genuinely, we have to name those first so that we can start consciously. We have to bring them from the subconscious and unconscious to the conscious so we can start hearing them. And then we have the opportunity of rewriting those scripts. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. Absolutely. You can't slap a bandaid on a dirty wound. You can't just slap an affirmation on top of these stories that don't serve us. All right. Don't, well, at least they don't serve us in the direction that we want to go that we desire to go in. Everything that we do say, believe serves us in some way. Um, Not perhaps pushing the needle in our business, not making us feel better, but keeping us safe. And so figuring out what those stories are and, and how they're actually serving us. And do we want that to continue? When we can see one side of it, we can choose to do something different without being controlled by those, um, subconscious stories. Yep. That's right. And exactly. That's exactly what it is. It's bringing them to the the conscious awareness such that they're no longer unconsciously driving, but instead you then are creating that, that conscious choice because all of those thoughts and those beliefs, which then have you feeling a certain way, they're all what connect to the actions or behaviors or inaction, as it were, mm-hmm. <laughs> that is how you're, you're showing up or not showing up in the world. And so it's, it's fascinating too. And I often will share, it's inspired from another, inspired from Brene Brown, where she talks about how unused creativity is, is really almost like manifests as grief in our body. Yes. Yes. And that that's huge. If, you, if any of you out there have had something knocking on your door, a message coming through, if you haven't listened to it yet, it starts really actually calcifying in your body and starting to feel really tough. And so it's, we have to, I always like to say, don't overcook the baby, right? It's like, yeah. you got to birth that baby out into the world. Like it needs to get out. It's not healthy. It literally, it's, it's terrifying and scary in that birthing process. And even the like, what's going to happen after this baby's out in the world? We don't know. All we know is we got to get it out. We got to get it out in the world, right? Absolutely. I've absolutely had that experience myself. Done is better than perfect. And oh, this was back in early um, 2021, it was like in May. And I said, I I was just sitting there innocently. Huh? I think I'll do a summit. I'll interview some people. We'll put it on. It'll be awesome. And then, then it just started growing from there. I put out the word, say who, who would like to be on the summit. And I got like these amazing, amazing guests, like over 30 interviews about over a dozen masterclasses out of just like 14 days worth of, of summit. And I'll tell you that was amazing, but it never would have happened if I didn't go with my gut and, and that little curious tickle in my brain saying, huh, maybe I'll do a summit. 
And it was so fun. It was a lot of work, but it was so much fun. And, and this is what I'd like to pull back to the conversation about choosing the story, changing the narrative from what has been going on, something that doesn't serve us in the direction that we want and making the choice to think, believe, act, feel something different. Once you understand what the choice is, you can make it. And at first you're going to have to continue to make that choice every day, sometimes a few times a day, because your habit is conditioned in story. And that is your brain is like, well, I know that I know how to do that. Yeah, but it's not working. So I'm choosing to do this today. I'm choosing to do this right now. I'm choosing to feel calm right now. I'm choosing to feel bold right now. I'm choosing to speak my truth right now. And that might have to be a multiple times a day and it, and it's work, it's work, but it's worthy work. It's worthy work because you, my audience, you Willow, I am, we are worthy of, of making that commitment to ourselves of unreservedly committing devoting ourselves to making that decision every day. And it sounds like a lot of work, but after a while, it becomes our second nature. Well, and this is in my program, what I call like commit and recommit. We think sometimes that we just commit once and that's what commitment is, but commitment is a process of recommitment over and over and over again. It's the choosing and this is why all the, the frameworks and systems that I have set up in my program are designed to support us with this. But we have to, you heard me talk a little bit about embodied experience. That's one thing. Mm. There's also this truly our, our vision of what's possible. So when we go out and set big goals and what have you, and so I have a whole process that I take people through because we have to actually help our nervous system yes. get used to this new thing, right? We uh, will stay in our, our comfort zone, what I like to call the uncomfortable comfort zone, because yeah. it's really not comfortable. It's not actually where we want to be, but it just is that the other side, even though that's what we want so bad, and we may even know exactly what it's going to take. There's just something that's stopping us. Right. Yeah. And that's the piece that requires the commitment and the nervous system yeah. because it's Yeah. And like to be able to expand your nervous system every single time you realize you're not going to die, that it's going to be okay, that it it might feel hard. It might feel messy, might feel scary, but that every little step of the way, next thing you know, I was talking about this with someone the other day, my in-house coach of how grateful I am for the fact that I have faced my fears and followed my heart anyway, for so many years now, 20 years that I have so much content to mess around and hit record and hit publish all those many times, creating a bunch of different things that now it's so neat that I can go back and I don't care how messy it is because guess what? I can see even for myself to witness, holy cow, I have been preaching this and sending this message through. Like I couldn't even, I couldn't even have stopped if I tried. This is clear clearly the message that is coming through me and that I am here to do, which has been so 
affirming, right? It's like, yeah. this is coming through me. All I have to do is get out of my way. And that's the same for Press everyone. Press record and listening. start talking. Yeah. <laughs> get out of your own way and like make it happen and realize you won't die. And if you need support with that, right? You hire a trainer, you hire me and let's actually do this together because the worst thing is not taking action at all or letting that, those unconscious or even conscious fears stop you dead in your tracks, right? Absolutely. I mean, you could do this work on your own, but it will, Willow's 20 years, my 20 years, we can like get you past the, the, you can learn from our fails and get there faster. And one of the things that I've learned with hiring my own coaches, you probably felt the same way, Willow, is that we can't read our own labels from inside our jar. Mm, I love that saying. Yeah. We can think we know what's holding us back, but our subconscious is saying, this is what's holding you back, but they're not going to tell you the real thing that's holding them back because or that is behind tangled a up. It's tangled yeah. up in all your stuff, right? And, it's too and scary I, it's, to look I, at. I always, yeah. I always say we can't see the forest from the trees because we're too yeah. close to it. It's usually very tangled. And so what I do in my, my, in our work together is we're really untangling these bits to where all of a sudden light can start to shine through. You can start to see I can now see this strand yes. clearly, right? But you couldn't see it before. And that, that reflection, I mean, I'm just somebody that's like that. And everyone that I hire to support me, I'm a huge fan of support. If I stand on any soapbox, yes. it's that we all need support, right? And that every person I now am just so unapologetic about the fact that I want people to hold my hand. I don't want to do this alone. And that's yeah. a lot of the work that I do with others is like, they're prolific creators, absolutely brilliant, tuned in women that I get to work with, but there's no shame in wanting support. And they too want to have somebody in it with them to give them that reflection and that guidance and hold their hand. And heck yes, we all need that. It's so good. Absolutely. Absolutely. Willow, this conversation has been spectacular. And I can't believe that we have so much more to talk about. Willow, I, I have a feeling that you'll be coming back. Yeah, I would love to. I mean, again, yeah. we could talk all day. We've like just barely scratched the surface. And with our collective 40 years doing this, there's a lot of stuff that we could deep dive into. So yeah, I'd be, I'd be happy to. I think this is so cool. I would love to hear from anyone who has listened, what has sparked for you? Because I think that's the beautiful thing about sharing ideas like this and really being able to open up these doorways, right? I do the untangling so some of the light shines through. As messengers and all of you who are listening also have your own message coming through, what are the messages that you have received? Might not even be something we directly said, right? You may have just had a download or an insight or something clicked all of a sudden. So I would love to hear those from anyone who is listening. You're welcome to reach out to me or reach out to Trina, leave us a comment or leave a review because that is what is going to help everyone else also be like, oh yes, let's keep sharing these with each other. Absolutely. And I love that you mentioned that. So listeners, if, if something really did resonate with you, leave a review and let us know what that was so that others, as they're looking for insight, as they're looking for inspiration, as they're looking for 
some kind of support. They'll see your review and they'll know that this is where they need to come. Yeah, it's the work I love doing. I know you love it too. So it's it's really, I just love the, the quote that is, we're all, we're just here to walk each other home and like Ram Das and just how beautiful that is. I really do believe it is so true that again, coming back to how we are shifting out of the patriarchy, which is really also this, this hierarchy that we don't have to, we are stepping into such more of a, a collaborative, co-creative vibe and nature of the way that we're living in this world that is more of the feminine way but it's also just even the the healthy masculine as we're stepping out of that because really then through that balance right of the masculine and feminine it means that we can have the beautiful structure that loving holding container of support so that we can also be wild and free, share our voice, share our light, and know that we are safe within that container and this like really sweet, loving, sacred union between the masculine and feminine within us, as well as literally yes. within the ecosystem of the world. Oh, that's beautiful. Willow, thank you so much for being my guest. Thank you so much for this glorious conversation. One of many, I hope. Willow, let us know how we can find out more about you. Absolutely. So one of the things that really connects to what we were talking about today that I think you would all love, if you are all looking for a starting point for unpacking some of this work and really looking at where you might be derailing yourself or where you might have some of these limiting, you know, feelings and beliefs or what needs your attention. I have two resources for you. One is I have an alignment quiz and this alignment quiz really helps you sort of see what is needing your attention right now, right now. This isn't like a personality quiz that's going to give you, this is who you are forever. It's genuinely like right now, where are you derailed or what's really needing your support and attention in order for you to break through to that next level. And so that's really insightful. You can, you can find that at willowlovesyou.com slash alignment quiz and it, or just willowlovesyou.com. You can find it on all, all of my, I'm at willowlovesyou on everything. There's the alignment quiz. And then there's also, I've got a workshop that is called insourcing versus outsourcing. Mm. And this is what I call this, this insourcing, this empowerment, right? That when we learn to stop giving away our power, outsourcing our approval, our permission, our worth, what have you, right? And you're really building that from within. This is when you then can become sovereign and empowered, right? When you can truly, truly be in your own agency, which means that you will act on behalf of yourself. You know how to set better boundaries, right? All these pieces that you're not afraid of sharing your truth and sharing your voice, even in the face of disappointing another, right? This is what I want all women to feel out there, men and women for sure. But genuinely, this is the piece that when you learn to do this, I want It's like, I'm, like I said earlier, I'm like, not on my watch, man. I'm here to help as many women rise up as possible. 
So insourcing versus outsourcing is the workshop if you guys want to find that. And all of this you can find at willowlovesyou.com. If you can't find it, just reach out to me on Instagram or one of the other platforms. Willow loves you on everything. Awesome. And listeners, the links will be in the podcast notes. Awesome. Willow, again, thank you. Thank you, Trina. This is such a joy. I loved it. I love meeting you and I love these deep, juicy conversations we have. So thank you for doing the amazing work you're doing in the world. Next week, I'll be talking again with Lauren Hughes, serial entrepreneur, realtor, and investor currently working on her fifth business, Hughes Capital. She started it last year and she's planning to grow it to be over 10 million within the next five to seven years. Lauren and I will be talking about radical self-acceptance, what she thought was a weakness, and how it became her superpower. These are seven-figure secrets, people. It's going to be a fantastic episode, so tune in next week. You won't want to miss it. Hey, thanks for listening. I truly hope you got something out of this episode that you can immediately implement in your life or business. If so, one of the easiest ways you can help me is to please rate, review, and follow this podcast. When you do, you help me reach other heart-centered and socially conscious entrepreneurs just like you. By the way, if you are a driven entrepreneur at the top of your game, yet find your consistent successes aren't feeling like you thought they would, I also have a special invitation to share with you especially if you are ready to go deep and stop the self-doubt, self-sabotage, overwork, overwhelm, exhaustion cycle that is holding you back from experiencing success that truly feels like success. I invite you to book a call with me. We'll have an intimate conversation about you and your business, and we'll talk about what's holding you back from regulating your nervous system priming yourself for flow, and elevating your emotional intelligence so that your journey of success feels fulfilling and deeply satisfying. If you still need more help at the end of our call, and it makes sense to both of us, we'll talk about what it would look like to work together. If this sounds good to you, click the Book Trina link in the show notes. Thanks again for listening, and stay tuned for next week. And remember, be awesome.